everybody, welcome back to Kicking It in the Second Half, Kish YZ. I'm here to give you, I guess, the last matchup of the season, the thing we've been waiting for, the highly anticipated NBA Finals. Uh, this is probably the most exciting event in the NBA. I'll, I'll take that back. Probably what's most exciting, at least for me, is the offseason when it comes to trade deadlines, trade rumors, anything like that, free agency. I mean, we can all kind of speculate and do different things with that. That That's an exciting time, especially when it's a big class. But other than that, during the actual NBA season, when games are being played, this is what we come to see. You know, not all fans appreciate the finals because some fans get salty if their team is not there. And if you're a fan of basketball, you just have to love the finals because you see a lot of I guess, true competition there, like, you know, head to head straight up competition. So hopefully that's what we get with this, this series here. And I think that's what we're going to get because 2021 NBA finals, we have the Milwaukee Bucks who were the number three seed in the East there made it out. Congratulations. Been working hard on that for the last, however long LeBron's been gone from the East, like the last three years, let's just be honest. Uh, but um, yeah, the, Congratulations to the Bucks. Congratulations to the Phil and Lucky podcast crew over there. Y'all have made it. And obviously your prize is you're getting to play the Phoenix Suns, who are the number two seed out of the West. Congratulations to all the Suns fans out there. Shout out to the Tavern Geek over there. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Michael, on uh, getting to the finals. Wow, what a, what a I don't know if that's a comeback story. What do you call that? Because, you know, the last several years of not being in the playoffs, period. You're not even there. Came close last year, though. You know, that bubble run was definitely impressive. 8-0, but, you know, still didn't qualify for the playoffs. That was tough, but what a complete turnaround. Uh, if you scratch that part out, you know, going from lottery team year after year after year to being here in the conference finals and then into the NBA finals. Um, so that's that's a huge step. Uh, going from obviously, like I said, the conference finals to the NBA finals because of Chris Paul himself. You know, this is the furthest he's ever gotten in his career because, um, you know, previously he had made it to the conference finals. I don't know how many times, but, you know, the most recent time was with the Rockets when he was paired with James Harden. But here he is now with the chance to play for a chip. So both teams are looking to obviously take home that trophy at the end of this series. So um, I, I want to real quick throw in some, some things that, you know, you might see in the media as far as some people or players or former players in, in the NBA, uh, Nick Young in particular. Um, I think he was one of the players that kind of said, oh, who wants to see uh, these matchups when it comes to the NBA finals? I think he said that in the, either in the second round or the conference finals. I can't remember exactly when I saw that, but I mean, it's good basketball here. That's what I want to see. I want to see good competition basketball. Like these guys both deserve to be here. Uh, if it was easy, then it, you know, then it, it could literally have been anybody else. But the way they got here and the route that they took to get here. Yeah. Did you see this coming uh, earlier in the season? Maybe not. It was hard to say unless you're a diehard fan, but that doesn't matter. By the end of the day, all that matters is that, you, you grinded out wins to get here. You did what you had to do, and you played as an individual and as a team to get here because it is team basketball. And I'm glad that we have a change change up because, you know, how often do you get to see this? 
And, you know, there could be a lot of factors involved as far as why these teams made it versus other teams, but it doesn't matter. By the end of the day, there's going to be a champion here, and that's what you look at. So it doesn't matter what kind of asterisks you want to put beside uh, this season. I don't think it deserves any asterisks, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, call it what you want, but this is good basketball, and I'm excited to kick off these finals. Um, you know, it's just it's just an exciting time. And yeah, let me just go ahead and get into this series before I, I keep going on and on because uh, I'll probably do that some more here. But uh, yeah, I wanted to also say about the last round, the last round predictions, um, if you've been keeping up with the videos or the uh, audio only versions of these videos, um, my predictions, you know, they're here to miss. They're predictions, you know, I'm not a psychic, but um i would like to say that i think i did say the phoenix in phoenix suns in six and phoenix did it in six and yeah it might have seemed like the phoenix could have done it quicker but paul george had some incredible games uh shout out to reggie jackson he had some more than some incredible games like almost every game except for uh maybe one of them was incredible for that series and his whole playoff run was crazy so um he's getting uh a pay uh, boost right there, but uh, but yeah, Suns and six that happened. Bucks and six did that happen? Did I say that? Well, it did happen. Did I say that? What I said was the winner of Game One of that series in the Eastern Conference Finals was going to win the series, and unfortunately that didn't happen. Or fortunately that happened. I however you want to say it, but uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, either way, it didn't happen because um, the Hawks won the first game of that series, but the Bucks ultimately won that game. But I did say if the Hawks won, it would be in five. And if the Bucks won, it would be in six. So partially right there, I guess. But um, I also want to say though, I had mentioned this in one of the videos before in the finals, uh, conference final series, that this shirt and hat combo that I'm doing, if you're watching these videos, it's, you know, some form of, you know, the teams are matching up against each other. I'm wearing a hat of one of the teams and the shirt of the opponent team that they're playing. And I had said that it's either going to be the Clippers Hawks because I had a Clippers shirt and a Hawks hat on or the Suns Bucks of the Suns hat and the Bucks shirt that I've been wearing uh, to do these videos. And it's just, that's just kind of weird. So um, maybe we'll get into that later if you're if you're gambling off of my predictions. Uh, I don't know where to pick from, you know. Uh, things could be changed, things can obviously be wrong, and things could possibly be right. So we'll get into that towards the end of this video. Uh, so just, yeah, just listen for that. If you're keeping up with this, I'll always do that towards the end. And you see what you think, you know, put in the comments who you think is going to win or who you want to win the series. If you're a fan of either one of these teams, uh, just, just throw that in there. But let's get started. I want to start off with the Phoenix Suns because they're going to have home court advantage here. They have the better overall record. So we're going to do the first two games here in Phoenix. And if you're kind of new to watching the NBA or the playoffs, if I'm correct with the format for the finals, it should be like the format for the playoffs. Uh, I think it's still 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. So the first two games are to the team who has the home court advantage, which in this case, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, games three and four, the, the, uh, those games are going to be played back-to-back -back in Milwaukee. And then game five, back to Phoenix. Game six, back to Bucks. And game seven, back to Phoenix again. Assuming that it gets past four games, um, that's what you're looking at. Just to fill you in, if you're just picking this up as a casual fan 
of the NBA or just getting into the NBA. But, but yeah, I want to start with Phoenix. Just a quick, quick background because I don't have anything else to add to this. But finals appearances, uh, the the Phoenix Suns made the finals and uh, looks like seventy six and. 1993 uh 93 had charles barkley on the team they went against the bulls so we probably know a little bit about that i didn't research the 76 but uh so two finals appearances this is the third finals appearance zero titles as of right now so they have an opportunity to make their own personal history here and uh see what they come up with so that's that's going to be exciting for any phoenix suns fan and just the phoenix area in general just to to be able to come up with the title, something that you've never achieved throughout the history of your franchise. And let's start off with, with Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I think he's finally done it. I mean, obviously, like I said before, he's already here in the finals, uh, an achievement he has yet to make uh, in his career. I think he's been in the league 16 years, I believe. And this is his first finals appearance. And wouldn't it be crazy if he just kept making the finals over the next couple of years towards the tail end of his career here? I mean, he still has good ball to play as long as he's healthy, but, but I mean, to make it for the first time this late in your career, you know, better late than never for sure. But um, yeah, he's working on getting that max contract, that max contract. Uh, but it was rumored that he's wanting this off season. He's going to opt out of his player option of his contract. And he's seeking a three-year deal worth a hundred million dollars over that uh, time span so um has he earned it i think i think he's right there i think it just really depends on who wants him and if you want to bat him bad enough then yeah he's definitely earned that that right to ask for that much money but obviously if he wins the finals there's i think it just kind of locks that in that he could kind of ask for you what he wants especially if you're a team that's lacking in that department as far as a great point god and a floor general that can just boost your team completely one that has the finals experience now and two can be proven to make your team better uh is based almost every team he's gone to he's made them better in some form or fashion so uh especially record wise and, and maybe how far they get into the playoffs or just making the playoffs what he did for us in okc uh prior to this year that was crazy not even expecting to make the playoffs and that's what he did so and he makes uh, players around him better. Like I said, if you have an upcoming young point guard, he will help to make him a better player as an individual. So he's definitely worth the investment. But, you know, it's he's not for every team. He's not for every team. But um, maybe every team should want him if you're lacking in that position. Like I said, you're not going to really replace him with a top point guard that you have. But who knows if you might see a situation if you were to leave Phoenix and go somewhere else where it's almost like that James Harden, Kyrie Irving, where it might be like some type of a swap of position, like a point guard that normally plays point guard, but then they move down to shooting guard. Um, don't want to speculate too much on that because, you know, we are still playing the season here with Chris Paul still being active for the Phoenix Suns. And I'm sure the hope is to obviously win a title and lock him in. Uh, in Phoenix to keep him in Phoenix with this uh, younger core that he has around him, which is a great fit. And yeah, it's finally paid off with that, uh, that deal that they made to bring him in. And th this is, this is what you throw your chips in for. So you got to understand what you have as a team and then what you need to make your team better and, and to get ultimately to where you want to be at and how quickly you want to be there. So, oh yeah, shout out to Jay Crowder as well, because if you haven't kept up with that, 
uh, I think he's the only player this year, uh, back-to-back finals appearances. He played for the Miami Heat last year, and obviously they lost, but uh, hopefully this year, you know, he wants a, a different outcome and to actually win the chip this year. But yeah, back-to-back finals appearance. So maybe that's also a key there for any teams looking at picking up Jay Crowder. I don't know if he's a free agent. I'm assuming he is, but if he is, you know, maybe that's somebody you might want to look at too to get you over the hump. But um, just looking at what all they have and how they got here, actually, let me just go through. They started out round one against the Lakers. They beat the defending champs round one. Now, obviously the Lakers weren't completely healthy, but you know, those are the the people that you literally would have to go through to, to win the title, anybody, because they're defending it. And then round two going against uh, Jokic and the Denver Nuggets, Jokic this season's MVP. Uh, yeah, they were shorthanded as well as far as health concerns with Jamal Murray being out. But still, that was an MVP caliber player there. You have to learn how to pick your poison with that team, especially with him because he could shoot and pass. And they made the right decision on, on um, you know, I'm making them like I think they did like a scoring first type of mentality that they had to put on Jokic as far as making him shoot and, and less and cut off his passing options. And, you know, whatever strategy that was, it worked. And then maybe you could say that the third round being the conference finals, um, they went against the avenging Clippers, even though they were shorthanded as well because of injury with Kawhi Leonard being out. But at the same time, they were putting up fights like I said, avenging Clippers, if you want to call them, because of the way they exited early uh, last season in the bubble, in the playoffs, and then this season with Reggie Jackson and and Paul George uh, basically doing their thing out there, uh, proving that the Clippers are a title-contending team, uh, hopefully when they're fully healthy, because Kawhi Leonard was having great performances early on in the playoffs. But but even still, doesn't matter how you got there. You're here now, so but that is the route that they had to do to get to the finals. And um, just to wrap this part up, I want to ask this question here. Is this going to be the Cam Johnson series? And I'm not saying he's got to be the man here because we all know who can be the man here and they have plenty of men to be the man. But I want to know if this is going to be the series where we see more of a breakout of Cameron Johnson I mean, he's a prolific scorer. He's a great shooter, to be honest. I mean, like I said before, I remember him when he played for UNC. Um, and the guy can just uh, – he can just score the ball, you know. Maybe not too big of a dribbler as far as, like, um, you know, making plays for others. But, you know, he can make a play for himself. He can catch the ball and shoot it. Um, so maybe he's my X factor. I actually didn't do X factors. But, yeah, I'm going to put him as my X factor just because – that's what I want to see. But I mean, we've seen so far a campaign, Cameron Payne. He had a breakout in the first couple of rounds there with between the against the Lakers and against uh, Denver for sure. But, um, you know, he's been making quite appearance on this big stage of the playoffs. Uh, obviously, Jay Crowder's had some great games with the three ball uh, throughout all of the series of the playoffs. Um, Dan, who else did we see breakout? Miles Bridges, I, I think he stepped it up a little bit in the in the last in the in the last series, and maybe we'll see more of him. I like to see more of him as well. But um, you know, Aiden's been doing his thing. He really showed up big against the Denver Nuggets playing against Jokic, so that that was huge for them. And obviously, Chris Paul, he was he was huge in the last series. 
And, um, you know, he's been having great games throughout all of the playoffs. But last series, I felt like it was definitely his series. Devin Booker, the first round was definitely his series against the Lakers. He was just cold-blooded, had that mama mentality locked in. And he still had that going through the rest of the playoffs. So definitely want to see that again. But being in Phoenix, I don't expect nothing less than a win here in game one. But with that being said, we're going to go to the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's, let's talk about them a little bit here. Like I said, this is game one. First things first, headline news for this is Giannis Attentacupo, as of the making of this video, is doubtful for game one. That's a shame because they're going to need him to get this job done. But just because you are at a loss with Giannis and you may possibly lose this game, do not take this as a loss. Take this as a build up, as a building block for how you want to shape your game for this playoff series because in my opinion phoenix should be throwing everything at them and you know you're going into this game not fully loaded you need to take away the pieces that you can as far as what you can study with your opponent and what situations you can work out for chris middleton because you know stephen a's been saying or whoever's been saying that i think it's perkins kendra perkins has been saying that maybe maybe chris middleton is the batman and Giannis is the Robin and if that's the case when Robin comes back and Chris Middleton's already knowing how to be crafty out there you know you can get off some quality wins here so the the key here for the Bucks if they're going to lose game one because I I think they will lose game one because Phoenix is going to be great at home they're going to bring that energy but the key is to have a quality loss it's okay to lose just have a quality loss it's it's a a series of best of seven. So first one to win four games. So you don't have to win every game. You just got to win four before your opponent, obviously. So, um, but yeah, just a little backfill here. Uh, 71 and 74. 1971-1974 are the only two appearances for the Bucks in the NBA Finals. 71 they won, uh, but they uh, only have that one win. They didn't win in 74. Uh, both of these appearances was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor, uh, however you want to call him. But, um, yeah, he uh, got the Bucks there. So they haven't been, be- been there since. So that's a long time for this team, considering that the Phoenix Suns was last there in 93. But, yeah, each only having two appearances up to this one. So it's the third appearance for either team. And, uh, like I said, it's going to be an amazing series. But – Part of this is going to be, in particular, I want to see the battle of the Chris's, like I just touched on, Chris Middleton. If he can be keep being that Batman for the Bucks team and maybe have, you know, obviously Chris Paul be at times the Batman for that team. You know, Devin Booker can make one hell of a Robin, but um, I, even if you want to call him that, I don't want to get too many, too many scenarios or too many uh, analogies for – for superheroes because I mean I could easily say that like Chris Middleton is is the Batman and Drew Holiday is the uh the Robin and then when Giannis comes in who the hell knows what he is he he could be just um I don't know you you pick a character and put it in the comments where you want him to be but yeah Chris Middleton he has to keep prospering for um for the Bucks to be successful obviously you know he's going to be looked at as the go-to guy and the Phoenix Suns are going to definitely study that but, you know, this isn't the Atlanta Hawks that you have to go through um, to get here. This this is a totally different team. So for them, it's kind of been like they've been, you know, had a – it's kind of weird. It's like – it's almost like uh, 
going from an underdog to an overdog type of thing. If you want to consider how they got to the finals, they started out going against the um, Miami Heat. Now, they were not the underdog when it came to the record, but, you know, with the Miami Heat beating them last year unexpectedly, uh, what was that, in five games, I think? Might have been six, but five games, I think. And Milwaukee, uh, you know, lost. So going into the series, you know, there's a lot of pressure to win because, you know, this is the team that beat you last year and they didn't lose anything, but ultimately they swept, which was crazy. So take care of business there. Second round, your prize was facing the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. And obviously a lot of people had high hopes for the Brooklyn Nets to uh, be in the finals and obviously to win the chip as well. But uh, I was one of those guys not being a Milwaukee Bucks fan that said, nah, give me the Bucks. So Bucks did it in. Man, I forgot what they did it in. Seven, right? Yeah, seven games? I'm sure it was seven games. So, uh, yeah, but the Bucks won. They took care of business, moved on to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and then the Hawks, yeah, the Hawks were no joke. I was sleeping on the Hawks. I ain't going to lie. I was sleeping on them uh, throughout the playoffs. But, uh, you know, they had some great games, and they're, they're their team that's going to be uh, looking to build in the next upcoming season as far as not rebuilding but building up what they have and being more congruent and more understanding of the game and just being a better team, like IE the Phoenix Suns uh, over the last couple of seasons. But, um, but yeah, to, to go through the Hawks, you know, that's kind of like, in my opinion, like an easier opponent when you're considering what you had to do against the, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, but the Hawks, you know, you lost Giannis there um, in those playoff series. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he can return. That's just, the main thing there, hopefully he can return at some point in this, in this series. I'm thinking that maybe he should actually just go ahead and sit out, uh, obviously, game one and game two. Maybe just stay in Milwaukee and get some great rehab. And like I said, if if the Milwaukee Bucks were to lose the first two games, that's not a bad, you know, that's not a bad thing. If you can lose it and keep it close, kind of like how the Clippers did in some of their games without Kawhi, if you can lose it and keep it close, and have quality losses, then, you know, and the best case scenario, Giannis does return when you get back home to Milwaukee for games three and four, for sure, and, and, and the rest of the playoffs, for that matter, then that's something to be proud of, of being able to fend for yourself and hold your own in a tight, tightly contested game in Phoenix, and then go home knowing that, hey, we got heavy artillery back up on the way, and we're back at home. So, yeah. Losing first two games, if that happens in this scenario, it's not a bad thing, but it's just all about how the team is looking by game three. If they're looking shaky or sketchy, if Giannis isn't able to play, you're going to have problems here. It's going to be like, okay, you kind of blew your shot at what you had as far as a good standing chance to win this series uh, by game three. You know, it's going to be tough. You know, if Giannis comes back game four, you know, maybe we'll see something that hasn't been done before. So, you know, don't lose all hope, but by game three, hopefully the Bucks should be back to looking similar to their old selves. Now Giannis might not be 100% if he does play by then, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, w I wouldn't mind if, if Giannis missed the first two games and I actually just stayed home in Milwaukee to get that rehab. And, you know, hopefully we do expect to see him at some point in the series. But, um, but yeah, I also wanted to, to say because of how, you know, people used to compare Giannis and Kevin Durant. What about uh, Kevin Durant to Chris Middleton, like, or Chris Middleton to Kevin Durant, I guess I should say, to make it uh, more realistic there. 
I want to say, can Chris Middleton be a B-grade Kevin Durant? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but just kind of hear me out for a little bit. Kevin Durant, when he won his first championship, right, he was 28 years old with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Chris Middleton's 29 years old. He's in the middle of his prime, and he's on the Milwaukee Bucks with, you know, an MVP caliber player. I mean, the way Chris Middleton's been playing, if he can keep playing like this. Now, obviously, he doesn't have all the gifts that Kevin Durant has. For one, he's not as tall as Kevin Durant, so it's going to be harder for him to shoot over over shooters, over defenders, sorry. But um, in general, though, the way he is scoring or can score in different fashions from the perimeter or on the pull-up wing, you know, two-point shot, he could finish at the rim. I mean, could he be a legit B-grade Kevin Durant? Like, I'm not comparing him exactly to Kevin Durant. I'm not expecting that quality of work, but I'm a, I'm saying like a go-to clutch type of guy with almost a similar skill set minus some of the physical attributes of, of gifts that Kevin Durant has. But that mentality of, you know, give me the ball down the stretch. Let me make these shots. Let me draw some fouls on these guys or let me create some space. You know, the kind of let me do it all type of guy when it needs to be done you give it to me and make way and I'll get you back in the game. That's what I want to see here. Um, with the Hawks, you know, with the Hawks, it might've been a little bit easier to, to do it, but I mean, he still put on some heck of, of performances, you know, it, it's the playoffs, So it's not easy to put up what he put up. So it doesn't matter if it was the Hawks or anybody else in the playoffs for that matter. But, um, and, you know, if he could continue that in the finals, especially, like I said, if you take a loss in game one and or game two, and you put up quality losses and you put up quality numbers, or even if you pull off a win in game one or game two without Giannis, that is crazy. That's what we want to see here. So if that happens, I want you to remember that. And, you know, remember how crazy it might've sound now versus later. If Chris Milton can be like a B grade, a B grade Kevin Durant, but let me move on from that part of there. And we could get to that later. If you want to have that conversation, just, you know, send me a tweet or something. Uh, yeah, hit us up on, on Twitter, Instagram at KishYZ, at K-I-S-H underscore YZ, if you want to talk about that later. But um, but yeah, um, I just also would like to say with, with the Bucks, you know, win or lose with this series as far as winning the chip or not losing the chip, at least we know what the Bucks have and what, and what they're going to bring going forward into the next upcoming seasons. Giannis signed the extension. Chris Middleton's locked in. Drew Holiday signed an extension. So their main guys, they, they're here now, and it's going to be hard to knock them off. I mean, even with, with the uh, Brooklyn Nets coming back, they have to get their chemistry going. You know, being to the finals, win or lose, that just makes your group tighter. And if there's a little bit of pieces you have to interchange or if you need to add a good quality guy, a Jay Crowder type of guy, you have a P.J. Tucker there. But if you need to add some veteran guys who are hungry to win, and that's what you do. If you got to trade Brooke Lopez for somebody else, that's what you do. But, you know, right now it's just kind of plug and play and, um, you know, they're here to stay. So, um, you know, not getting too far past this because, you know, it's not over yet. And so we don't know if they're going to win or lose, but, you know, it does look sketchy with um, or shaky, I should say, with Giannis being out. But, you know, going forward, man, you know, you got you got something to look forward to. So. I don't want to make this sound depressing for Milwaukee Bucks fans. It's just saddening to see it be like this, but it could be one of those comeback stories. And, you know, the Clippers can't be the only comeback team, right? 
in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. So with that being said, uh, like I said, I have friends on both sides supporting each one of these teams. And I don't want to get too personal with my predictions here, but it's that prediction time. And using, using what I think psychically, I, I don't know what you want to call it, just throwing it out there, not trying to be too bold, but trying to be a little bit interesting. I did write down that the winner will win on their home floor. So with that being said, you know, it's the best of four, first to four games. I wouldn't think that the Milwaukee Bucks would sweep. That would be crazy. I've seen it happen when they beat the, the Miami Heat. But so in an instance outside of that, we're talking about the Bucks could win in six games because game six would be in Milwaukee or the Suns could win in five or seven games. So look for one of those. So if the Bucks win, be game six, they'll win in six. If the Suns win, they, I think they win in five or they win in seven. And I was trying to get kind of weird with it a little bit. And I was thinking of just the colors that they're wearing. And I, I just want to say whoever's going to win, maybe they'll be wearing uh, their black uniforms because each team does have a black uniform. Obviously, they do have white. Um, do the Phoenix Suns wear white this year? They wear mostly orange, black. But anyway, I want to say black. For some reason, black came to my mind before I started recording this. Uh, I didn't write it down, but I had just thought of it. So I want to say... It might be oddly interesting to see if Phoenix is wearing uh, their black Valley jerseys, which those jerseys are dope. I wish I had got one earlier this season. That was a dope jersey. Um, but, yeah, let's see if they're wearing a black jersey towards, you know, game, uh, game five or game seven, because that might be kind of crazy if they are wearing that on their home floor and they win the chip. Or if the Milwaukee Bucks for somehow aren't wearing their white jerseys at home for game game six or, or game four, but uh, most likely game six, if they're wearing the black jersey, maybe that's an indicator that they're going to win. If assuming that, you know, they could be up uh, up four, four or 3-2 at that time for game six, which would put them at 4-2 series win uh, in game six. So let's just say, um, like I said, Bucks and, Bucks and six or Suns five or seven. So I don't want to really put my personal feelings out there. So good luck, everybody. Good luck to Phoenix Suns fans. Good luck to the Milwaukee Bucks fans. But thanks, everybody, for kicking it with us in the second half. Uh, I know the NBA season is coming to a close, but it's not the end of the NBA season. I'm not sure if I'll do another video in between or maybe we'll do a podcast or something with, with the other guys about the series, the end of series. But, um, you know, just because it would be the end of the actual NBA regular season, the juicy parts start and that's the trade rumors and, and all that stuff. But yeah, stay tuned for that stuff after the season ends. If I don't do any more videos before the finals ends and also, um, yeah, we're, I'm probably going to do like some fantasy basketball stuff too, uh, towards, you know, the middle of summer and before, obviously before the season starts, cause I do like playing fantasy basketball. So, you know, there'll be a lot to talk about, you know, we'll start expanding back out instead of, tunneling into the last two teams will be going all the way out and when you come to fantasy basketball um everybody can have like an all-star on their on their team as far as uh in the nba when it comes to choosing your uh your roster or certain players or sleepers or whatnot um i like doing the my stuff early when i'm preparing for my fantasy league so 
I'll be trying to work on some content for that, but, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely. I appreciate everybody for watching. Um, yeah. If you're not just here for basketball, I do have some shoes videos that I, I do occasionally, you know, started out with just NBA basketball shoes, which I still do have some, I want to do for some of the basketball players like uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, nope. Nope. Not Kevin Durant. I think I already did Kevin Durant or did I? No, I don't think I did Kevin Durant, but Kyrie Irving, and I have a Paul, Paul George, some PGs, PG5s. And um, what did I get? Oh, I think I got some dames coming. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's just something I like to do there. But I also am doing some other content, like some other casual sneakers and also some shoes videos for shoes that cost under $100 if you're looking to expand your wardrobe on the cheap or just looking for back to school stuff for your kids or if you're, you know, a teenager or young college student or whoever just a, ma a male or female adult that's looking for uh you know different shoes or different fashion you know check those videos out if you listen to the audio only on spotify anchor.fm google podcast pocket cast wherever you're at thanks for listening and if you are listening yeah just check those videos out on our youtube page at kish yz but yeah once again everybody i hope you enjoyed these nba finals i know i can't wait for them to start and I'll be locked in and hopefully I can watch all of the games in uh, totality, just depending on what times they start. Oh, just a quick plug. Uh, so, yeah, today, Tuesday, the game starts at nine o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're in the United States or just go by that and, you know, add, subtract your hours wherever you're at in the world. And then game two is going to be Thursday night. Uh, is that the same time? I don't remember. I feel like it is. I think that's nine o'clock too. So both of those are in Phoenix. So nine o'clock PM Eastern Standard Time. And then Sunday, that game is going to be, I think, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And that's going to be in Milwaukee. And then I didn't even look up game four. So game four will probably be at least two or three days after that. Um, let's see. So game one, two days later, game game two, three days later, game three. So probably two days later, probably next Tuesday will be game four would be my assumption. But, you know, just keep track of that. But, yeah, I hope you at least get to watch game one and then, you know, see how it goes. Um, I'm usually if I'm watching the game and, and something great happens or I feel up to uh, just, you know, talking about the game, I usually just don't do a recording. Sometimes I'll do a short. I hadn't done one in a while, but I just been out there trying to tweet different things during the game. So I'll probably be doing that. So yeah, once again, if you want to, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram under KishYZ. And um, yeah, everybody, once again, thank you for kicking in the second half. Peace and love.